Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Boy, do we got stuff to talk about today, last night. The AEW Full Gear pay-per-view, which I thought was probably, in fact, I wouldn't even say probably, that was my favorite AEW pay-per-view I've ever seen. Be interested to hear everyone's thoughts here today. We're going to take your text messages, obviously, probably some phone calls in the final segment of the show, but we'll see how that goes. 844-913-2727 is the phone number, 844-913-2727, but we'll start off with those text messages, 425 425- 780-7566. We'll talk about all of the matches on the show, where they seem to be headed. They've already announced their next major pay-per-view, which is coming up in February. We already know what's likely to be the main event of that show. It's going to be John Moxley defending the AEW title against Kenny Omega. Four months to build that up, and we already know what the match is. So it'll be very interesting to see. How they do that. We have matches already announced for this coming Wednesday's Dynamite. We can talk about that and so much more. But I do want to mention, before we go any further, we have a health update on Filthy Tom Lawler. Co-host Filthy Tom Lawler every Monday, only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. He's got COVID-19. And I believe that Filthy Tom is going to be on the show tomorrow. As of this moment, I believe that his exposure was quite a while ago, well over a week. And he has had zero symptoms, so we can all be very thankful for that. He has not gotten sick, but he did test positive. So we'll talk to him about that tomorrow, see how he's feeling. He has been sequestered away, which with a family totally sucks, so all of the best wishes to to Tom. But getting over COVID-19, so we'll talk to him about that tomorrow. But best wishes, obviously, to him from everybody here, Wrestling Observer Live, and I'm sure all of our Twitch homies as well. So got to head to a break. We'll come back. Talk about all this news and more. Stick around, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live.
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, his audio is up, but we're looking at a picture of his wall again, it looks like, right about now. We'll get that fixed in just a moment for you Twitch homies over there. Last night, the... AW pay-per-view full gear. I thought this was the best AW show that they've ever done. I did not see the Serena Deeb Allison K kickoff match or whatever they call it. Dark match, but I heard it was it was very good. Kenny Omega Hangman Page, a fantastic match. Kenny Omega won. He's now next in line for John Moxley's championship. That'll probably be the main event of the February pay-per-view. They went 
16 minutes, 25 seconds. G1 caliber match. Kenny Omega looked awesome. Hangman looked great. Awesome opener. Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. John Silver's first major AEW match on pay-per-view. And they gave him a ton. And he looked great. The fans in the building loved the guy. But it's not his time. Orange Cassidy beat him. Very good match. Darby Allen, Cody Rhodes. As I talked about in the show we did Friday when we were doing previews, they ended the show on Wednesday with the angle to set up this match. Of all of the matches, and there were some great matches coming up for Full Gear, the main event of Dynamite was not something involving the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega and Hangman or John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. It involved Cody and Darby Allen. I knew immediately, Saturday night's the night for Darby Allen. And in fact, it was. Beat Cody Rhodes clean in the middle with a cradle. He is your new AWTNT champion. Ikarushita Nyla Rose, I would not say that this was a bad match, but I would say that everything else on the show was better. I thought that they went too long. And I'm not the only one, because I was reading some feedback today, and they actually built to what would have been the perfect finish, and they kept going. And it was not better for having missed the perfect finish and continuing on. But Akarashita retains the title. Young Bucks defeated FTR to win the tag team titles. They went, I believe, 28 minutes, 28 minutes and 35 seconds. One of the greatest tag team matches you'll ever see. I liked it better than the Hangman and Omega versus the Young Bucks match. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It had the perfect finish where no flips, just fists. Decided they were going to do some flips. And it backfired on them because they're heels and they were defeated. The Young Bucks are the champions. They can, in fact, challenge for the tag titles again at some point down the road. Matt Hardy beats Sammy Guevara. In the Elite Deletion, if you love these Matt Hardy-style Final Deletion videos, more akin to what they did in Impact than what they did in WWE, this was the match for you. Everything you love about those kind of matches, cameos, dudes shooting each other with Roman candles, they they paid off all of the times that Sammy accidentally almost killed Matt Hardy by Matt Hardy doing the exact same things to Sammy to beat him at the end. Matt Hardy defeats Sammy Guevara. MJF beat Chris Jericho at his own game. They both tried to cheat, but MJF out-cheated him and defeated him. MJF and Wardlow both in the inner circle, and none of the people that did not want MJF in the inner circle could say anything about it because they were all busy getting deleted by Matt Hardy. And finally, the main event, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. This match was incredible for a lot of reasons. It's not my favorite kind of match. There were thumbtacks, barbed wire puncture wounds, the whole nine yards. But for what they did, it was fantastic. And if you watch the match, I mean, what they basically did was they took a guy that everybody already kind of pretty much loved, Eddie Kingston, even though he's a heel. And they did a match where in quitting, he came across as a bigger babyface. Now, he's not turned babyface yet. This is coming down the road. But as far as storytelling, violence, 
This was an I quit match. They delivered on the stipulation. There was nobody trying to stop the match. It was two men violently fighting until one of the guys gave up. John Moxley is still the champion. I thought this show was fantastic. I should note, every single finish was exactly what you would have expected. With one exception, Mike, I think, thought that Angman was going to win, but he didn't. Other than that, up and down the show, it was exactly what you'd expect because every finish was exactly what they should have done for the direction they're going and the stories that they're telling. I loved it. Any thoughts, Mike? It was a fantastic show. It was a long show, but the stories that they told, I thought, in general, were awesome. Uh, finishing with the main event, Moxley and Kingston, it was not going to be your classic wrestling affair there was going to be a lot of plunder there was going to be a lot of violence and there was going to be a lot of emotion and they hit it out of the park on that one young bucks and ftr is one of the greatest tag team matches i've ever seen uh when we were talking about a couple weeks ago about tag matches and i brought up how you can main event with those you can do a, a big long story with those guys you know when your tag teams are that good and they have a story like they told them yeah, just absolutely awesome. I cannot wait to see those two teams in, in the ring with each other again. And I wouldn't suggest they do it soon. You know, make us wait a little bit. You made us wait for three, four, five years, whatever it's been now. Uh, I thought it was just, it was excellent. It, it was just incredible. Uh, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, I, I liked where they put that match. I didn't like where they put MJF and Chris Jericho as much. I think just one of those matches would have been a fine buffer, and I think the Elite Deletion was a, a fine one. But regardless, I love the way that MJF defeated Chris Jericho because he outslimed Chris Jericho. He outthought Chris Jericho. He didn't violently take over the, the inner circle. He didn't go too far as Chris Jericho wanted him to do. He outthought Chris Jericho instead of doing something, some other way to get into the inner circle. So I thought that worked out great. I, I just thought that how they played that, the fact that everybody else was away that didn't want him to be there. The interaction between Sammy and MJF is going to be fantastic. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page was fantastic. Yeah, I threw that, you know, hope spot out there about Hangman Page, but look at the story they're telling with Kenny Omega and how everything is going to heat up now with him in the title picture. So I thought that was awesome. Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes, I mean, what can you say? Cody did everything he needed to do. It was the perfect way to have Darby go ahead and win that title, elevate himself, and then it was even more perfect when you're thinking, okay, you know, who was the bad guy? Before you overthink it too much about what directions both guys can go, they made the direction happen for you because Team Taz goes out there and wrecks shop a perfect natural feud for Darby to be in over that title. And you even saw those guys kind of pull on the belt a little bit before Taz took it away from him. So I thought that was awesome. And, you know, the, the rest of the stuff, I don't want to call it just filler or anything like that, but I will say I agree with you on, on Sheeta. And considering the story they told afterwards where – you know, uh, Vicky Guerrero slapped Nyla for screwing up. I thought in the way where the match should have ended is exactly where you said it should have ended last night with Dave, and it would not have affected that story with Vicky whatsoever. In fact, it, it would have been perfect probably to end right there. we got somebody here that Full Gear was the first pay-per-view they ever purchased as a professional wrestling fan. And they said it was incredible, worth the 20 pounds, and staying up until 5 a.m., definitely. Hamish here says, I adored the Full Gear pay-per-view with all of my heart. 
I will keep giving AEW five pounds monthly for AEW Plus on Fight TV to watch Dynamite and $19.99 every three months to watch their pay-per-views until the end of time. This person said, Eddie Kingston, indeed, going to be a super mega babyface one day. Everybody's going to cry when they tell even more of his life story. A lot of these things, I got people on the Twitch chat here saying, Sammy is a heel, is it over, and blah, blah, blah. Listen, they're setting up some changes for down the road. But those changes do not need to happen on Wednesday. They do not need to happen maybe even by the next Revolution pay-per-view. I mean, you can't have a promotion where it's all babyfaces. You can have a promotion where everybody loves everybody in the promotion, but you can't all be babyfaces. Sammy someday, huge babyface. Eddie Kingston someday, huge babyface. Wardlow someday, huge babyface. But we don't need to do it right now. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? 
It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now. And tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome to the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. As noted, if you want to participate here today, text messages for now. We'll see about phones. 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Text me. Let me know what you think. I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this. I I did that last night, but we should at least get Mike's opinion. Hopefully I don't have to go off again. Oh, yeah. What's Naito that? said he will face Kota Bushi on January 4th and Jay White on January 5th. So for those of you that don't know what happened, New Japan ran a show this weekend, and they had the big match where Jay White was challenging Ibushi for the briefcase. So they have a G1 tournament every year. And the winner of the G1 gets a championship match at the Tokyo Dome. They get a briefcase. It's like money in the bank. They're guaranteed, as long as they have the briefcase, they're guaranteed that Tokyo Dome main event for the title. So Ibushi goes through the whole G1. He wins. He's going to be getting a title shot at the Tokyo Dome. Now, like money in the bank, sometimes, it happened with Otis, you can defend your briefcase. And so what happened this weekend was Ibushi had a briefcase defense against Jay White. Nobody has ever been beaten for the briefcase before. In fact, there were two briefcases defended last night. Ibushi defending that one. And then Kenta also defended the U.S. title briefcase against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I thought, you know what? Maybe they'll switch the briefcase. Tanahashi wins, and you could do Tanahashi and Moxley down the road. Well, turns out, Tanahashi just submits in the middle of the ring, so Kenta retained his briefcase. So we go on to the Ibushi defense. Ibushi is defending his shot at the title at the Tokyo Dome. He faces Jay White. Jay White cheats, and he beats Kota Ibushi. To win the briefcase. Kotobushi is practically in tears. He can't even believe what has happened. He's shocked. They've taken the briefcase off of him. No title shot in the Tokyo Dome. He's going to have to find some way to get a title shot somehow. And then they do a press conference where Naito just announces, I want to face Ibushi. On night one. And so Ibushi, even though he won the G1 to get the briefcase and had to defend the briefcase and failed, the follow-up was he just gets it anyway. I think this is stupid. Dave thought it was great. Fabulous booking. We found a way to get a main event for both nights. So, Mike, where do you stand on this booking decision? I think it's a little convoluted, but uh, 
I it's not any messier than what my video stream is right now, so I apologize to all the Twitch homies out there. But uh, I think what was missed is the nuance over Sonata's year. And you're too hung up on the briefcase, and I get that. But when you pull back, who did he lose to? Sonata? During... What? Sonata? You said I'm overlooking Sonata's year. Do you mean Abushi? Abushi's year. Okay. I'm sorry, Abushi's year, which is going, you know, which Sonata plays into here a little bit, but who did, who did, I'm sorry, who did Abushi lose to during block A of the, the G1? I don't know, who do you lose to? He lost to Jay White. Okay. And this year for Abushi, remember, he signs that big deal. He's exclusive with New Japan. He's the guy. He's the ace. But, you got Tanahashi there. You got Jay White there. You got all these other people, Okada and, and Naito, who's obviously the, the champion. And he starts off 2020 by losing back-to-back matches at the Tokyo Dome. And he goes through a struggle with Tanahashi where, you know, he's going to be the next ace, but we still got the old ace out there. And that story was mostly played with, you know, has Tanahashi lost his mojo? He was going through this this existential crisis that was happening. You would see during post-match press conferences. And even though it wasn't the main part of that story, it was still part of the story of Obushi's year that they were telling where he slayed the Tanahashi dragon. There was no question after they got done wrestling that uh, Tanahashi gets trumped by Obushi. Then he goes on, he has struggles in the G1, but he overcomes, he defeats Sonata, he wins the G1. Now, a lot of that story was focused on Sonata and him overcoming some things, but still, it was part of that year. And he's got an opponent for later on, because I think they're going to cross paths in 2021 anyway, but he goes and he slays that dragon, he's the G1 champion. Then he goes and slays the dragon of Naito and... He's going to slay one final one this year with Jay White. And he is going to be, when 2021 begins and those Tokyo Dome shows are over, he has put a a dagger, he has put his sword into everybody, and he stands on top the New Japan landscape and looks out. Now, you can say it's convoluted. You can say you didn't like the way that they got there. Sure, you can complain about all that, but I think that's the one part of the conversation I think was missing yesterday in what you and Dave were discussing was actually how this affects Ibushi and exactly that what story they're trying to tell that way. We missed what how this affects Ibushi? I'm totally go ahead, confused. Brian, go ahead and, and go ahead and give your opinion. I gave I gave you what I, I, gave I thought my opinion. it was. Your story, which you told, was great. But how yes. does how does Abushi's how does Abushi's whole year build to? He gets beaten for the briefcase because he got screwed. He got beaten in the G1. He there's a one guy who he hasn't been able to to put a dagger in yet for New Japan. And not only did he get screwed over in the G1, he gets screwed over here in a match that I don't think anybody thought or most people thought Jay White wouldn't win. He gets screwed over in a heel way. Now, okay, so can, what's the follow up? So what would be the logical follow up? Well, the follow up goes: he wins the he defeats Naito. He over he defeats Naito, makes it clear he wins the IWGP title, and then Jay White, who lounged back and is is reveling in his heel dumb and thinks he pulled one over on everybody, including Ibushi, if he went ahead and win the belt. Nope, that win you had just gets X'd out during the G1, and Ibushi crushes your neck, and he leaves on one five with the titles, and he leaves as the clear ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
Does it not make more sense that after he got I'm not, screwed? Here's the thing. I can't bet you give your opinion on it. I don't want to kind of like batter back and forth about, you know, the what we would have done or anything like that. I'm satisfied with what they did. I can I can admit that, yeah, like a lot of what Gado does and New Japan does, it, it is a little bit overwrought and they could have taken other ways to get there. But I don't believe it's as bad as you were stating. But if that's your opinion, that's fine. Well, it is my opinion. I'll tell everybody Great. right now my opinion. This sucks. Great. Because you build up a G1 for a championship match at the Tokyo Dome. And now, who cares if you win the G1 anymore? If the champion could oh, just say... Oh, you stop. That's no, such a silly thing to say. It's such a WWE Can way I finish this, things. or are you going to talk over me? Because I didn't nah, talk over ahead. you. Go ahead and try. If, if there's always going to be a two-night Tokyo Dome, then... Why is it a big deal to win the G1 if the champion can just say, well, I want to defend against whoever on night one? Right? So you can go through and win the G1 in a grueling one-month tournament and get the briefcase. Or you can save the champion on a random show and he goes, you know what? I'm going to give you the title shot on the first night. How does that not devalue the briefcase? How does not that not devalue the G1? You could tell the same story that you want to tell, but you just switch it around where on the first night of the Tokyo Dome, Ibushi is going to try to get his revenge one last time on Jay White for that briefcase. If he can finally beat Jay White, he gets the briefcase and he can challenge the next night for the title. Boom! You don't devalue the G1. You don't devalue the briefcase. You tell the exact same story. But instead, what they did was the opposite. This whole story of he got defeated here, he got defeated here, he's trying, but he fails, fails, fails. Okay, well, finally, what's the solution to failing all these times? Well, Naito says, I'd like to face you on night one. Which also, by the way, it kind of buries Jay White, where Naito says, the guy I really want to face is Ibushi, but he lost the briefcase. So I'd rather face him. So now you have a main event on night two where the champions basically said, the guy on night one is more important. So if this is all about selling tickets tonight, too, like Dave said, why are we killing Jay White by having the champion go, I'd rather face Ibushi on night one? You think they've killed Jay White? You I mean, they haven't killed, killed Jay White, but I certainly don't the, think... I, I, I don't... I'm You've taken such a jump to, they've killed Jay White, they've killed the G1, they've killed the stipulation, they've killed the briefcase. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. But well, I guess we'll find out come next year when they run the G1. We'll see. We'll see the same thing about Jay White. Jay White is almost, he's, I'm not saying he's Teflon, but Jay White is the person you can do almost anything to right now, and he's not going to lose his heat. I just, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I don't agree, and I think there's a bigger picture. And again, you don't like the picture that's painted, so I can't convince you that you're going to like it. So, no. We'll see how everything person... goes. We'll see how it goes after 1 4 and 1 5, and we'll see if the G1's a disaster next this year. This person wants me to read Naito's comments. So, Naito said that he would wrestle Jay White on January 5th. How else, however, he will also wrestle an opponent of his choosing on January 4th, Ibushi. Naito explained. That since Ibushi had won the G1, he deserved a championship match. Well, yes, that's the briefcase. But then he lost it. He mentioned that Ibushi had won the G1 back-to-back, something he did not do, and Naito wanted revenge. He told New Japan to consider his idea, even suggesting the idea that he may boycott both nights of Wrestle Kingdom if he didn't get the matches. That's how Ibushi ends up with a title shot. 
I hope he survives. I, I don't think there's going to be any way he's going to have such a terrible year. Yes, it's oh, zero or a hundred. Oh, Back man, in a moment. Break him up. Observer Live. the debt destroyer network any debt you have credit card tax student loan debt call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt it's great advice plus when you make this free call now we have debt destroyer experts ready to help they can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track debt problems don't have to be overwhelming you can live stress-free and debt-free Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5560 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5560. Enjoy. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Estillo here in the chat, or as I like to call him, Estillo Latino, has, I believe, the best comment about this controversy here when he says, Ibushi challenging on the first night feels like a participation trophy. Exactly. Exactly. 
you failed, buddy, but we're still going to give you a ribbon. And you get night one. That's that's what it is. And if you're fine with the participation trophy, that's great. I am not fine with the participation trophy. You understand? I'm an Xer. I did not grow up where everybody got a ribbon. You won or you lost. You succeeded or you failed. Everybody's going to... It's a you deserve it mentality. Ah, you've been with WWE since 2004. You know what? You deserve to be the champion. Oh, you're the Miz? Doesn't matter. You deserve it even more because you're a, a TV star now. And put that briefcase on you. Otis is going to get a title shot anyway because somebody likes him. Oh, I don't know who because all the champions are heels. Anyway. Hey, buddy, you should probably watch a lot more Japanese wrestling and a lot less oh, WWE. You wouldn't scramble your brain like this. Yeah, my Not brain is scrambled because sphere, Japan is, is booking gone, like WWE. You jump from one thing to another. You can say you don't really like the booking and all that sort of stuff. You, you can say you don't like the That's way they did it. But now you're pulling out it's a participation, participation trophy and all that sort of stuff. Unless you are banking on this becoming the YouTube clip of the week, you know what you're saying is just being silly. They haven't killed the G1. They didn't kill anything. They had not flipped a briefcase. Then they flipped a briefcase. Now, if they do all of this next year, you're right. And let's be on. And I'll be honest, because evil has proven this. They are missing something and they have certainly slipped. And a lot of the chickens have come home to roost. And sooner or later, they ultimately will forget oh, with the run ins and all the interference and the ref bumps and all that nonsense. Look, it's going to catch up with them, but they have stayed fluid and they have built up enough goodwill in the bank. I think the same way that AEW has in a lot of ways, just in different ways that Let's see how this plays out. Let's see the positioning of Ibushi on 1-5. Now, retroactively, you can bag him to death. I just think you're jumping the gun here and you're being silly about it. But, Mike, again, that's your opinion. You are I just absolutely think you're welcome silly. to think, in your opinion, that they have not killed the G1. But in my opinion, the G1 means less to me now because mm. it doesn't matter if you win or not. You can still get a shot at the Tokyo Dome. That used to be what the G1 was all about. The winner went on to get a shot at the Tokyo Dome. And now you can win and you can lose that opportunity. I mean, why have a briefcase? If you're going to have the briefcase, if the rule is the person with the briefcase has to defend it to maintain their shot at the Tokyo Dome and they fail in that defense and they get it anyway, then yes, to me, the importance of the G1 is diminished. And even you would agree, whether you agree with this argument or not, does anybody listening to this right now think that the Royal Rumble means as much now as it meant two decades ago, where when you won, everybody knew in January who was getting the shot at WrestleMania. That's what it was can, all can about. We? Now, hold on, now you win that Royal Rumble, maybe you're going to get a shot at WrestleMania, but maybe not. Maybe someone's going to beat you and they're going to get a shot. Maybe you eliminate somebody from the Royal Rumble, and they end up getting a shot at WrestleMania. Yes, the Royal Rumble is still fun, but is it as important now when everybody knows that whether you win or whether you don't win, they're going to do whatever WrestleMania main event they want to do, and sometimes they will deliberately have someone else win the Royal Rumble to fool you into thinking that they're going to get the shot, but of course they're not. Mm. How many times have they done that? 
Well, they've done it many times. An infinite amount of times. How many times have they flipped people back and forth and they haven't really explained it or had feuding parts? The reason that all of that doesn't work anymore is because they bastardized it. Now, you can say, walk with caution, ghetto. You may bastardize this and you've done a good job shaking it up right here. But they and I would admit to that if they have done it over and over again, look, they have when it comes to like ref bumps and interference, you know, it's a joke at this point. It's actually kind of pathetic in most cases, but <laughs> they haven't devalued all of their steps or their titles or their tournaments yet. And I could see, yes, you could say that this is going to be the start of it. But I've heard the, you know, the nightmares over things for a long time when it comes to New Japan and it hasn't really come to pass yet. And regardless of any of that, I just don't think that they have devalued anything. And I think, again, what is being forgotten about in this is Ibushi and also the level of Ibushi's popularity and how their fans want to see him at the end of 1-5. Because I bet you, I bet you it's probably not with the same vigor and they're going to have the same opinions that you do about how the G1 flushed out or how he got to the pinnacle and the peak. Now, if Jay White walks away from 1-5 with that title... Yeah, I think we got a lot bigger problems there, but I think you should just kind of let this wait out a little bit. And again, you'll be proven correct next year if you don't do the G1 because you have boycotted it because they have ruined it. And Garrett is doing all of the Wrestling Observer radios. Where in the world did I ever say I was boycotting? The They've G1? ruined it for me. I can't watch. I can't go on with the G1. I see a Shii in these matches, you, are you and I see him thump now? away, are you and he's just going to get a participation medal. No, the participation ribbon guy? Go ahead. Go ahead. Out of respect for Alex Trebek, unfortunately, this is your daily double. Ryan, you're on the air. Heavy question about Jesse Ventura. Did he make history last week by being the first wrestler to be on the ballot? In Alaska, because then Hulk Hogan and Bob Backlund ran, and I don't remember them being on the ballot. And also, they were using different candidates for the party Jesse was running for, like he was the Green Party only in Alaska. I am so glad that I went to that call. Let's go to our real Daily Double here. John, you're on the air. What's going on? What's up, Brian? Man, How you doing, man? I am glad that I followed. There's such thing as a Daily Triple. Go ahead. How you doing today? What's up? How you doing today? Let's bro? get to it here. I got a lot to talk about today. I my my question is this: How is one man who has not been who in less than a year has pretty much booked a solid solid company in in less in a little bit over a year with storylines that actually make sense and stipulations that actually make sense, and one guy who for the past ten years has booked. Some of the greatest matches, but this year has, I hate to admit. You're talking about Ghetto? Oh, oh, yeah, I'm talking about Ghetto. All right, thanks so much for the call, John. I got the question. All right, so we'll start with Tony Khan. Listen, I just interviewed Tony Khan on Friday. If you want to hear it on Wrestling Observer Radio, you can go up there and listen to it. I mean this as no disrespect to Tony Khan, okay? This is going to sound like a, not a burial, but. Tony Khan is far from the only person that could competently book a professional wrestling promotion. Okay? Now, he is excellent at it. He has proven that over the past year. But the reality is, there's really nothing that Tony Khan is doing that's like some sort of revelation. I mean, we sat here on Friday, and we went through the obvious finishes 
to full gear, and we basically got every single one of them because those are the obvious finishes. The reality is there are a lot of people in wrestling today that make this a hell of a lot harder than it needs to be. And, I mean, there are people, I mean, Ring of Honor is very much under the radar, and and Impact Wrestling of late has been very much under the radar, and granted, they had a shooting recently, but the fact of the matter is, like, there are people all over the place that are competently booking good professional wrestling. If you only watch WWE, yeah, what the hell's going on? I don't know. There's a crazy guy that's doing all sorts of crazy stuff, and nothing makes sense, and it make, he makes it look so much harder than it is. Ah, we got 40 writers. Let's put out a, a, a thing here. We need more writers. Yeah, you know what we need is more writers. Writing a bunch of stuff that gets ripped up and thrown out, and the show gets done 15 minutes before it goes on the air, and nothing makes sense, okay? It ain't that hard. There's plenty of people that could competently do this, and the best example is, in fact, Tony Khan, a guy that had nothing to do with wrestling ever. He was a fan... And he had the opportunity to start a wrestling company. And lo and behold, pretty much by himself at this point, he's competently booking a wrestling promotion. Now, yes, I'm not a fan of of what Ghetto did at the last show that I watched. But that doesn't mean that I think that he sucks. I think it was a bad decision. And yes, if you if you look at the last year, two years of New Japan, I'm sure the many people have questions here. And there, Tony Khan on... On Friday, had some big question about a, a finish that they had a little while ago. Nobody's perfect. But I'm not saying the guy fell off a cliff and he should be replaced. I'm saying I didn't like one idea. As somebody notes here, by the way, very astutely, Brian, isn't the real problem having to come up with two different main events worthy of selling tickets for two nights at a 60,000-seat building? Yeah, maybe that's the bigger problem. But that's the problem. And this was the solution the guy came up with. I didn't think it was the best solution. And that's it. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. They're like participation ribbons. Well, that's what this, he, his, his decision here was to give Abushi a, a participation trophy. <laughs> I think it sucks. Does that mean that I think the guy should be replaced? No. But I think it's stupid to give out a participation trophy. And if you think it's fine to give out a participation trophy, that's fine. I think it sucks. Taryn! Daily Triple, you're on the air. Hey. Yes. Hey, boys, how are you? You know, Brian, you're on a roll, so I'm just going to rapid fire these for you. Does the Don't do NWA that, I'll forget them. Title over... Hello? Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry, man. Uh, does the NWA women's title overshadow the AEW women's title? I, I, I like what she has done with it. But her having, you know, really nobody to... To, to 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 fight, it just kind of looks like the the, the, the NWA title is taking precedence. That's one. Number two, um, where does uh, Hangman go from here? I thought last night was great. I, I agree with you. AEW, simple does it. You know that's how I like it. Simple does it. The, the, the predictions are they're great. You know who's going to win. You know it's not uh, uh, a big hoopla. But uh, yeah, those are the two rapid fires. Thanks, brother. I, I'll uh, I'll let you go there. All right. Thanks so much for the call. So listen. As far as the women's title goes, I, I said this before, I believe it, but nobody there's told me anything. I think that they had some plan for Sheeta at full gear, and for whatever reason, it fell through, and so at the last second, which literally was like a week ago, they had to shoot an angle to get Nyla Rose in there. I think that's what happened. So when things happen, what happens is things don't end up going the way that you expect them to go. 
I, I don't think that you could say that the NWA title is more prestigious than the AW Women's title. It's just the circumstances of the last month, for whatever reason, have led to a hot shot angle for the AW title. And, I mean, it's hot shotting the NWA title in some sense as well, because, you know, Thunder Rosa lost it, and then all of a sudden, anyway. The bigger, the bigger question is Hangman Page. And if you watch AEW, you know exactly where Hangman Page is going. He told you himself, if I don't win at full gear, I have nothing but this drink. He turned on his best friends, and then they lost the tag team titles, and his team split up, and all he's got right now is this drink. And he lost in the opener, and then later in the show, the Young Bucks won the titles, and who came out to celebrate with them? Kenny Omega. Where was the hangman? Well, he's not there because he doesn't have any friends anymore. And so I think that the story is the the redemption of the hangman. And I don't know if this is exactly where they're going to go, but it sure would make sense to me where at some point down the road, the hangman is trying to get back in the good graces of the young bucks. They want nothing to do with this guy. He's sincere. He's trying. He's doing his best. And ultimately, something happens and Kenny Omega beats the ever-loving hell out of him and the young bucks run down and they make the save for the hangman and those three friends are reunited don't think it's happening wednesday but i think that's where it's going we'll get mike thoughts after the break in 90 seconds observer live sometimes love is matthew huh oh sorry it's okay I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. 
Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Apparently Hangman did celebrate in the tunnel with Kenny Omega last night, which actually plays right into my booking scheme. Mike, where does Hangman go from here? I He gets rebuilt. Look, all he can do is slide into the bottom of that Pappy Van Winkle bottom. I'm, I'm sure he's got some great bourbons. He's a Virginia boy. They, they got a ton of it down there, and he's going he's gonna to sink a little further down before he comes back again. Amazing story with Hangman Page. You start the company, he kind of slips up, his stock falls a little bit. They get him into the team with Omega. Everything's built back up again. He couldn't be a bigger babyface. Maybe for a minute he was the biggest babyface that they had. Now all of this stuff happens with FTR. Everything that goes on, he starts to fall to the bottom again. Hey, it's going to be interesting to see how they rebuild him uh, and how they actually get him to the heights where he's the guy that somehow knocks off Kenny Omega because at some point he's going to have to to get his man back. Well, I've been alerted that producer Rob is coming up immediately after the show here today where he hangs out with the homies, twitch.tv slash F4W video. He eats something awful. Thoughts he begs for your money, oh. and then he laughs his way to the bank. So if you're interested <laughs> in that, twitch.tv slash F4W video. Don't forget to check out video.f4wonline.com as well. Please hit that subscribe button, everybody. Where are you? Subscribe button. And you can also sign up and get videotape replays. Videotape, as Dave would say, replays of all of these shows. VTRs. Right in a video show tonight, we'll be covering the... Famous episode of the main event where the mega powers explode, so you can watch that tonight. Look forward to that. Lots of fun stuff coming up, everybody, and that's it. So thanks, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio, Twitch homies. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live. <laughs> <laughs>